John chapter 4, verses 1 to 26. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who was baptized, who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you were a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and his worshippers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Brilliant. My name is Stephen. I'm the youth minister at the Bishop Huntington Church. Great to see you this morning. And today we're looking at telling it like Jesus. This is our second part in a two-part mini-series of the mix, um, looking at how to tell people about Jesus from how Jesus himself does it. Um, so we're going to pray and then we'll have a little look at the passage together. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is alive and active. We pray as we look at it and think about this passage, would you speak to us, encourage us, challenge us, we ask. Amen. Um, I spent a few uh, months in Malaysia. And when I was in Malaysia, people mistook me for somebody. They, like, like, people thought I was someone else. 
on more than one occasion, people came up to me thinking that I was this guy here. Like, no jokes. On more than one occasion, people thought I was Mr. Bean. Uh, like, do we look the same? No! I, like, there's no similarity. Uh, okay, I like teddy bears, and I'm English, but apart from that, there's no similarities whatsoever. Um, let, let us do a little vote. Uh, who, who here thinks I look anything like Mr. Bean? Hands up. Thank you. Uh, oh, there's two down there. <laughs> right. So <that's>, no. <laughs> yeah, good, good. We're agreed. But, but, but like, people had no idea who I was. Um, and it's the same with the woman in our passage in John 4. Because like, like, she, she goes to a well. And it's dry. It's dusty. It, it, it's hot. Sweltering heat. And, and she's walking to this well on her own at noon. And there, sitting on the well, there's a shady figure, a man. And as she gets closer, he comes into focus. It's a weary-looking traveler, tired, thirsty-looking man. And standing there a few meters away from it, and he asks her for a drink. And she has no idea who's in front of her. No idea that sitting there at the well, a few meters in front of her, is Jesus Christ, the Lord Almighty. She has no clue who he is. And actually, that, that's a huge 27, 2018 attitude. People have no idea who Jesus is. I mean, um, there are over 4,200 major world religions uh, in, at the moment. That's over 4,200 different views on Jesus. And then some. Like, there's serious Jesus confusion. And in fact, like, Jesus isn't common knowledge anymore. People aren't taught about him in schools. Like, there's serious Jesus confusion. And if we don't know who Jesus is, well, we don't know what we truly need. And, and, and actually, that's one of our first steps in talking to people about Jesus. We, 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 we have to talk to them about the real Jesus, meet, tell them to meet the real Jesus and, and undo all that confusion by looking with them at the Bible. People have no idea who Jesus is. I mean, have a look at verse 10. Jesus says to the woman, If you knew the gift of God... And who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus says, look, look, this is what you truly need. You truly need living water. And if you knew who I was, you'd ask me for this stuff. And see, Jesus is basically saying, right, everyone's thirsty. And there's two kinds of thirst. There's, there's, there's outward physical body thirst, like when it's a really hot day and you're sweating buckets and you just want to drink. That's body thirst, right? But, but, but then... There's another thirst. There's heart thirst. And see, this is a deeper thirst. Like an inward craving, an inward longing, an inward like hole that, that, that you just want to fill. It's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle and the missing piece in a jigsaw puzzle. Heart thirst. And see, all of us are heart thirsty. And look what Jesus says in verse 14. Jesus says, whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. He says, I am the water you need. I can quench that heart thirst. I am the only one who can fulfill you. I'm that missing jigsaw piece puzzle. It's a bit like Jesus is like this stuff here. This is Voss. Right. It, 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 it's from Norway. It's Norwegian water. This is from, the, from the, the, the snow and the fjords of Norway itself. It comes in a glass bottle. This is the premium stuff. 
the, the, the finest, clear, pure water. And Jesus says he's like that. And one sip of Jesus, one taste of Jesus, and that inner hunger, that inner craving, that inner thirst will be gone. And yet, because we have no idea who Jesus is, we don't know what we truly need. And so we go to the wrong places. Um, I'm going to show you a video. Uh, and, and this video is me on my thirstiest day ever, right? The thirstiest day of my life. Um, I'm 19 years old in Malaysia. And it's a bit embarrassing. So, like, do, <laughs> do bear with me in this video. Um, this is the thirstiest day of my life. Here we go. Update part two. Hello. Still sweating. Running out of water. Here's the part. Looks nice. Um, yeah. Found, turns out sandals aren't the best thing to wear while hiking a mountain. It also turns out that another 10 minutes I'll be there, maybe. We'll see. Depends on the monkeys. They're following me. You may not be able to hear them or see them, but they're there. And I'm scared. So... Oh look, there's a warning. Let me zoom in. If you can't read it, it says, those who are not physically fit are advised not to take these steps. So, I'll use the steps, see what happens. If I die, I love you, and God loves you. Bye-bye. 19-year-old Stephen had a lot of mistakes, a lot of things to learn. Um, there's no green screen there. That, that, that was pure footage. Um, but, but like, I was thirsty. I was hiking a mountain, right, three hours in, and I had a two-litre bottle of water that was down to the last little bit. And it wasn't ten minutes to the top, it was another two hours to the top. <laughs> so, like, I, I was absolutely, like, like, so thirsty. And you know this, when you're thirsty, you'll drink literally anything, won't you? And see, that's what we do. Because everyone's heart thirsty, and see... We end up drinking this stuff. This is taken from the sea in Brighton, Brighton's finest. You look at the bottom, the scummy black sediment there, salty, infested, probably a bit of we in there too, salt seawater. And see, we end up drinking that stuff and going to this stuff to fill our inner heart thirst, like the woman. Did you see? In verse 17, she says, I have no husband. And Jesus says to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man you now have, he's not your husband. What you said is quite true. See, she's got that inner heart thirst. And she's turned to relationships to satisfy her. She's gone from man to man to man to man to try and fill that inner craving, that inner hole. And see, for us... It might be something different. It might not be relationships for us. For for us, we might try and fill it with our job and make our job and our work the thing that satisfies us. So we get, so so we get crushed and defeated when jobs not going well. Or, or we make our our grades and our exam results the thing we need to be satisfied and happy in life. Or our friends and family, we work to them to fill that hole. Or, Or success and fame. We turn to this stuff. And, Verse 13, look what Jesus says about that kind of stuff. He says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Like, like we know that. Drinking salt water doesn't work. It makes you more thirsty, doesn't it? Like that the woman's gone from man to man to man. She's looking for something and it's not satisfying her. It's not getting rid of that inner heart thirst. Because only one thing will. 
Only this pure, clear, Voss-style Jesus water will get rid of that inner heart thirst. And so maybe you're here this morning and like you don't yet trust in Jesus and you've got this inner hunger, this inner thirst, this inner craving that won't go away. And you've tried to fill it with other stuff. You've looked elsewhere. Like the only place you're going to be fully, completely satisfied is there. Is Jesus. And so if that's you, like, like find out about the real Jesus. Read about him in the Bible, in the Gospels. Learn about what he's like. And learn that he is that living water that will satisfy you forever. And see, for those of us that, for those of us that know Jesus, that, that, that have this living water, well, this gives us a massive urgency to tell us about it. Because everyone else is settling for second best. For salty seawater that's not going to work. So our job is to be be telling people and pointing people towards this water, this living water, and not keeping it to ourselves. And like, um, have you ever felt embarrassed about telling someone about Jesus? Like I have. I've thought um, I'm offering them something that's second best, that's not as good as their life at the moment. That is absolute rubbish. See, this stuff is the raw deal. This stuff is second best. This stuff never, ever satisfies. Only Jesus. He's that Voss-style living water that satisfies forever. And see, that's why Christians talk about Jesus. That's why. And we'll look at the how in the second part of our talk a bit later. But Jesus is the only thing that satisfies that inner heart thirst. Wonderful. Uh, Bible's back of learning from Jesus. Um, uh, but first, I've done some research. I've been researching um, top tips for a first date. Okay? Uh, and this is my list. My list for you all, the BH exclusive. Top tips for a first date. Uh, number one, don't dominate conversation. Let the other person have a chance to talk and breathe. But, number two, avoid talking about politics. Right? Especially Donald Trump and that kind of stuff. Like, avoid that. Uh, uh, number three, number three, don't forget your manners. Ah, like pleasers, thank yous, opening doors, that sort of stuff. And uh, number four, number four, make an effort. Like, like come dressed up, don't go to shorts and a t-shirt down to McDonald's, like make an effort. Um, but you know what comes up more than anything else? There's one thing that comes up more than any other, right? Just be yourself. Like, just be yourself. That comes up over and over and over again. And actually, that's what we're going to learn from Jesus. Like, not about dating, but about telling people about Jesus. Just be yourself. Or, or, or be normal. I mean, have a look at verse 6. Jesus, tired as he was. And then verse 7. Would you give me a drink? And then verse 8. His disciples had gone to the town to buy food. He's tired. He's thirsty. He's hungry. Jesus is a normal man. And that's great news for us. Um, Becca Manny Pippet said this. She said, um, God sent a man, his son, to communicate the message. And God's strategy hasn't changed. He still sends men and women. Like, that's amazing news for us. It means we haven't got to all be vicars or curates uh, to talk about Jesus. We haven't got to wear, like, funny pointy hats and wield big sticks. No, no, we can be normal, average men and women, boys and girls. Uh, And that means it's on all of us too. It's not on those who are trained theologically. It's on all of us to talk about Jesus. Be normal. And that means, right, we can share um, our normal life struggles with other people. Like, we talk about the ups and downs of life. But in that, 
we talk about how Jesus helps us through those times. Be normal. Um, like I was on the phone to my brother. He's not a Christian yet. Um, and we were chatting through. Uh, and he was saying he's having a hard time at work. And so I was telling him, when I have a hard time at work, it's great. Because Jesus is solid and consistent and steady all the way through that. And like, there was silence on the other end of the phone. <laughs> like, like, awkward silence. And pretty soon after he put the phone down. Um, and I was gutted. I thought, I- I've blown it. But then 10 minutes later, he texts me saying, Stephen, I want to know more about Jesus. Like, when people see that Jesus is a person who changes our lives and impacts our lives, then suddenly he's not a mystical figure. He's a real concrete person to get hold of. Be normal. And actually, be normal, um, talking about Jesus, that happens here, like, at church. Like, if we can have Jesus, Jesus conversations here at church, then we'll have them out there as well. So after the service, why not tell someone like all about God, all about Jesus, the stuff you get excited about about him? Be normal, talk about Jesus. Um, but also, uh, be normal and avoid jargon. <laughs> like jargon's like fancy words that no one knows what, what quite, quite what, what people mean. Have a look at verse 20 and 21. Um, Jesus says in verse 21, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. And so I was like, that sounds like, like fancy jargon. But have a look at verse 20. The woman's just said, mountain, Jerusalem, worship. Jesus is using her language. Like, and he's talking a whole thing about thirst and water. That's easy, plain, simple to understand language. Like, like, like we don't use big, complicated, fancy words like propitiation. No, no, no. Keep it simple. Because if we can't understand something, we won't care about it at all. Um, I, I had a science friend who, 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 who um, me and him have had debates over the years, and, and we were chatting one time. He was telling me about what he does, and he was he was talking about his job and using such massive, long scientific words like lab coat and <laughs> but, but, but like, like, like actual words. I, I can't remember them because they're just so long and so big. And, and like, I switched off. I could not care less because I couldn't understand it. And see, if people can't understand what we're saying, they won't care about what we're saying. So be normal, avoid jargon. And also, be normal and listen. Like, I love John 4 because you see Jesus' care and his affection for the woman. Like You see him taking her seriously, listening to her. It's wonderful. And like he doesn't treat her as a program, uh, like getting across his four steps to redemption leaflet thing. No, no, he treats her as a, as a human being. He listens. See, it's as we get to know people, listen to their stories and hear what's going on in their life that we'll understand and see where Jesus intersects with their life. And we'll see where they're going for this stuff. And then we can point them to this stuff. Be normal and listen. So we be normal. But also, we be extraordinary. Yeah. Have a look at verse 4. Now, he had to go through Samaria. And to us, that seems normal. But, but, but that, that's extraordinary back then. But because Samaria is the place where the Samaritans live. And the Samaritans and the Jews they didn't like each other at all. Like, they hated each other. In fact, a popular prayer at the time was, Lord, don't remember the Samaritans at the resurrection. Like, that's awful, isn't it? And so the Samaritans just hate each other, but Jesus goes to Samaria. He goes out of his comfort zone to where people are. And that's a challenge for us, isn't it? To, to, to go out. Like quite often we wait for people to come to us. We wait for people to invite us to their house or, 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 or whatever it is. But we need to go out and invite people to come to our house. 
Or it, it might be um, going to meet people where they're at. So like joining a running club or, or a, a, a different activity sport outside where you can meet new people, go to where they're at. Or here on Fridays in the afternoon, we have something called Stroke Club. And where people come to us, it's a great chance for us to go and meet them and tell them about Jesus. Be extraordinary and go. And that takes courage. But God does extraordinary things with people who have extraordinary courage and go. Be extraordinary. And be extraordinary also and break barriers. Now, at KO, our 14 to 18 youth group, um, we, we, we have a meal every Sunday. And in the past, there's been a boy-girl divide. Like, boys on one side, girls on the other side. And when a boy walks in, they go to their kind, away from the others. And it's very much segregated. Not, not, not by choice, but just how it's happened. But recently, a few brave young people crossed the divide. A few girls sat with the boys. A few boys sat with the girls. And they talked to each other. And the barrier was broken. And now we have mixing. It's amazing. Actual mixing. But, but, but break barriers. That's what Jesus does here. Look, like he talks to, to a woman who's a second class citizen in those days. He talks to a Samaritan, an enemy of the Jews in those days. He talks uh, to someone who, whom um, Don Carson says has made a mess of her life. He talks to a dodgy Samaritan woman, breaking all the cultural barriers. And look how she reacts in verse 9. You're a Jew? And I'm a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? She is shocked by his love, his care, his compassion, his kindness. He, she's shocked that he's breaking barriers. So um, who could you shock in your situation? Like, who could you shock by talking to them? Maybe it's the workplace departmental divide. Could you cross the barrier and talk to someone in a different department? Or, or, or maybe it's the school friendship group divide. Could you go and speak to a different friendship group? Or maybe it's the public transport British no-speaking rule. Could you talk to the person sitting next to you on the bus? But as we do that, there will be shock and ripples and people will know why we're doing that. And then we can point them here. Be normal and be extraordinary because we have a normal and extraordinary saviour. Jesus. Jesus, uh, uh, the, the, the one who in verse 6 is tired, in verse 7 is thirsty, in verse 8 is hungry, normal in every way, fully man. And yet Jesus, who is extraordinary. Look at verse 26. Verse 26, Jesus says, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. And see, we miss that in our English Bibles, but that's Jesus saying, I'm the living God, taking the divine name for himself. Yeah, I'm God. Fully extraordinary. He's normal, fully man, extraordinary, fully God. And see, this normal saviour came to this earth and suffered and struggled and hurt and went through pain like every single one of us. Fully man. But yet this extraordinary saviour came to this earth to get rid of all pain, hurt, suffering, struggle for us. Fully God. See, fully man, fully God, Jesus went to the cross to die for us. So that anyone who trusts in him can have this living water forever. So we're normal and extraordinary, pointing to our normal and extraordinary saviour. And so one little thing to end for all of us, um, just a challenge for us all. Let's get to know the real Jesus. Like, get to know the real Jesus. If you're a Christian, um, like, make the Gospels a regular part of your Bible reading. Like, every single day, read a bit about Jesus, because as we get infected with how Jesus lives and what he does, 
Well, evangelism will come naturally out of us. It will bubble like that spring of living water. And if you're not yet a Christian, can I encourage you to, to, to gaze at Jesus in the Bible? Look at the real Jesus, the one who's normal and extraordinary, and have your mind blown. We talk about a normal and extraordinary saviour, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you that Jesus says, whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. The water I give them will become in them a spring of water running up to eternal life. Thank you that that pure, clear, beautiful water is an offer from Jesus. And Lord, help us to share that good news with other people, Father God. Would we be normal and extraordinary, pointing to our normal and extraordinary Savior? Amen.